Welcome to Hedge Fund to Happiness with Andrea Jackson. Thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I am really excited about this week's podcast. And let me tell you why. I am going to be talking about what the private school sector is like in New York City. And the reason why I decided to talk about this, and it's not just going to be today's podcast, but it's going to be a series of podcasts that I'm going to do for the next month. The first thing that I want to tackle in this part of the segment this week is how did I get my daughter and my son into one of the elite private schools in the country as a woman of color? I know it's not easy. I know it's a journey. I know many parents think, will my child be able to survive and thrive? And will they feel like an outcast being one of a few? There's going to be many questions I know that's going to be thrown my way once I put this podcast out, but I really think it's something that I have to do. I wrote a book about this several years ago. I have not put it out. It's not out there. I've shelved it for a while, and I'm actually revisiting it. And the reason why I decided to revisit it is because my daughter is graduating from college in May, and I'm really excited and excited about it. I just can't believe that 13 years of private school, all girls school, Upper East Side, now four years of college in Maine, and she is graduating with her undergrad, president's list, dean's list. I'm so proud of her. But I want to tell people how I did it. How did the girl from Southside, Jamaica, Queens, husband from Queens, get their kids into this type of institution? How did I afford it? I know a lot of this is about finance. How could I afford to send my child to an institution like this? These were all questions that myself and my husband had at the time. This is not a journey that actually I knew about. I I didn't know this world existed, to be honest with you. The reason why I found out about this was because of my husband. My husband is the one that did the homework to find out about these private schools. It's just a whole nother world. And I'm so glad that he did his research. I'm so glad that he was so invested in our daughter to find the best for her to grow. We both went to public schools all our life, and there's amazing public schools out there. But at the end of the day, you always want your child to have more than you have. You want them to have more opportunity than you have had. And I really believe sending our daughter to this type of institution opened up many doors for our daughter. Our daughter speaks Mandarin. She speaks Italian. She lived in China. She lived in Italy. Things that I, I got to be honest with you, I never even thought was possible. And to see that we were able to put our daughter into this type of world where she could be challenged academically, where she could be challenged with real life issues that sometimes we want to protect our children from. But the reality is, this is real life. You know, we are going to deal with racism. That's life. We are going to deal with people having more than us financially. Yes, that's life. We are going to be sometimes an outcast, and that could be for many reasons. But that didn't stop us from wanting our children to be a part of this journey and a part of this world. And what I want to do today, I want to speak on this segment on why we thought sending our daughter to a private school institution would work for her. And we thought about co-ed schools for our daughter, but I got to tell you, me, myself, going to a co-ed school was very distracting because the boys learn differently. They behave differently. Their needs are different from 
most girls' needs. And they caused a lot of distraction growing up. I always remember the teacher always stopping. Bill, could you stop? Joe, could you stop? Drew, could you stop? Get off the floor. I always remember that happening. And I, when I had my daughter and my husband and I were discussing this, what we wanted for her, single sex popped up in our minds. I said, you know what? We shouldn't be closed-minded to it. Let's be open. Let's see what it's like. So we went on these tours to all these different schools in Manhattan and one of them stood out to me because I just saw these girls gathering in a group together, reading together, laughing. And I said, you know what? Sisterhood is so important. And women also could be very tough. But if you are put in an environment where this is all you know, it could be a benefit to you because you didn't learn how to deal with women and you learn how we, we learn together, how we talk together, how we, we have camaraderie. Not having the distractions with boys there is is a plus. I always remember wondering about having my hair done. What am I wearing to school? You know, being in a single-sex school, being in an all-girls school and just having to wear uniforms, guess what? We're all wearing the same thing. Pretty much our hair is, you know, in a ponytail or just out with a bow. So these things were not a concern for the girls because they're wearing the same things. So when you think about public school versus private schools, the little things that are distractions that become big distractions. And having our daughter go to a single sex school was the best decision I think we made for our daughter. Now, everyone has to do what's best for their kids, but I'm just giving you an intel of what the experience was like for us. Once we decided that, you know what, we really want her to go to a single-sex school, we started to fill out the application. Now, let me tell you, the application process is not easy. It's worse than applying to college. And I can speak now about this because my daughter is graduating from college. So I've been through the entire process from nursery school all the way through college. And college was a breeze. Getting your child into a kindergarten school in New York City is, 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 is it's like almost winning the lotto. Good luck. But I'm here to tell you, it can happen. There are things that you can do that can help you make this process a little bit easier and a less stressful. Uh, the first thing that you probably want to do, and the first thing that we did, you want to look at all the schools online before even applying to them. See what they're offering. See what you are looking for as a family. Are the arts important to you or are you just academically driven? Do you just want your child focused on academics? For us, I feel in order to have a well-balanced and well-rounded child, you cannot take the arts, the sports away from them and just feed them academics. Although some kids are born that way, that they're just so intellectual and that's all they need. But I really think there needs to be a balance when you're raising your children. I think children need their sports. They need to get out that stress because kids do have stress. I do believe they need to have their dance classes. I, I, I do. I believe they should be taking piano or whatever uh, instrument there is to make them well-rounded. And I also think learning another language, although it's challenging, it's a must. Your child should learn another language. And you know what? I wish I took Spanish seriously while I was in school because I didn't. I think I would have been great at it if I took it seriously. But raising children, I've come to realize, is where I made my mistakes. I definitely didn't want to make the same mistakes as my daughter and my son. And that's why I go back to picking an institution like this for our daughter was so important. So when you start this process, you, your wife, 
your mate, whoever your partner is, who you're raising your children with, you guys want to sit down with your list. What is it that you are looking for in an institution? What is it that your daughter or your son needs? Will your daughter and son thrive in a single-sex school or do they need a co-ed school? These are things that you need to ask yourself before you start this process. And once you start this process and you know where you're going, you want to visit these schools via the website. You want to go online and look at these schools. And once you go online, you look at what their curriculum is like. What sports do they offer? What is their goal for their students? What is their goal? What is their known quote for? Every private school has one. And do you think your family would fit in? For a mother of color, my biggest thing was the diversity. How much diversity was in the school's institution that I was looking at? And that was a huge factor for us to choosing where we wanted our daughter to go because we definitely did not want our daughter to be the only one. There's a lot of pressure that comes with your child being the only child of color. I'm not saying that it cannot work. My son is the only boy of color in his grade, not in his class, but in his grade. And he's been there since kindergarten and he's had his moments, but you know what? He's stronger. He is wiser and he handles himself very well. So I'm not saying that it cannot work. It can work, but you have to be really building your children and their self-esteem at home. You cannot put your kids into these types of institutions if you are not doing your work at home. In order for them to thrive and survive there, you got to be doing your work. They got to be getting loved down at home. They have to be told how great, how smart they are at home. And you have to teach them about their history at home because the world there, it is not easy. But, uh, and listen, this is going to, this podcast will be about an introduction to that world. And there will be several after that where I will be giving you details on what that process is like and how to go about that process. And once you are in these institutions, uh, what are the certain, you know, things that you have to follow? And when there are red flags waving, do you come out gun blazing? Or do you know, there's ways that we can handle things. So listen, if I go back and forth, just bear with me because this is a, it's, it's a very tough topic to podcast about, but I'm going to try my best to do it because like I said, I wrote a book about it and a book is very, very different from podcasting. But once you have done your homework with investigating the institutions online and you've figured out which schools that you're really interested in getting to know, then I suggest you call the school and you find out from the school, when are they giving out tours to the school? And you tell them why. Listen, our daughter, our son is in nursery school and we're very interested in getting to know your institution and what you have to offer. And once you have then done that and you have received the tour, then go out on these tours. And I got to tell you, when you go out on these tours, don't be afraid to ask questions. You do not want to bombard them with a ton of questions if there's other families that are joining you on this tour. But the most important things that stand out to you or that you have on your list, and I suggest that when you go, you have your list and your questions prepared ahead of time. And you feel free to ask them. I find asking questions shows that you're interested, shows that you're invested. I think not asking anything shows that maybe you're not so interested or maybe it's just not the school for you. So you have to be mindful of that. 
The second thing is once you go on this tour, be mindful of the children. What are their mannerisms? What is their face like? What are they what are they doing when you visit the classrooms? What are they doing when you visit the dance studios and gym? Be very mindful of those things and also be mindful of the staff, be mindful of the teachers. I always thought it was important if my child was going to be a part of this type of institution that she should see teachers that look like her. That's very important for our kids because I think it gives them a boost of confidence that they see someone that looks like them. So that's also a thing that you should look for. Once you go on your tour and you get all the information, when you go home with your mate, gather that information together and sit down and write down your pros and your cons of school. What did you love about this school? What stood out to you? And what you didn't like so much about the tour? Doing this process will eliminate very quickly what type of institution is for your family. And you have to remember, when you are choosing these types of schools for your kids, your child is usually four or five years old at this point. Does your child, do you really know if this institution is for your kid or not? You don't know. You're choosing this based on what your child is right now. Things will change, of course, as your child gets older. Keep that in mind that you're choosing this for a child that's usually going to kindergarten. And sometimes you can grow out of a space that's just not working. So I want you to keep in mind, just because you get your child into this institution does not necessarily mean that your child is going to stay there because it may not be working as the years progress for your kids. So please be open-minded about that. Once you have gotten home and you've gone through this with your mate, I want you to then write a letter to the uh, schools that you attended, a thank you letter. Thank you so much for taking time to meet with my family. And what stood out to you the most about that school that you loved, why you would want to apply? You know, a note, a thank you note, uh, and bullet points on what stood out to you is very, very, very imperative uh, to these institutions because they do read them. Once your child has taken the ERBs, which I don't think they're doing now for every private school in New York City. That's something that you would have to look into what their requirements are. But at the time when my daughter and son was applying to these institutions, they did have to take an exam, the ERB. And I, I know a lot of people say, how could I practice for these exams, what have you? I, I have no knowledge of anything about that because we did not have our daughter or son practice for these exams. I am very old school and I'm very like when you put your child in a situation, you want it to be as organic as possible because if it's not, these institutions see it and you'll get a red flag for your child and you don't want to do that. You really want them to see your child for who they are and not who you have them. You don't want anyone coaching your child through this process. I'm telling you, it's not going to work because it just doesn't work. Okay, so don't do it. Uh, let them see your child for who they are. If they are dyslexic, it doesn't matter. If they don't know all their colors, it doesn't matter. If they're not speaking complete sentences or reading by the time they're five years old, it does not matter. Okay, they have their ways of doing these things. They have their ways of choosing these children and each school is different. So I don't have the answers uh, to give you for that. 
You just have to be authentic when you're doing this process because I got to tell you, these administrators and these admissions officers, they know what they're doing because they've been doing it for years. So my best advice to you is when you're applying, be authentic on why you want to apply. Be authentic if you really think your child can thrive there because you don't want your child to be a part of an institution where you know it's not a match. They're only going to be miserable and it's going to work against you in the long run. Take my advice. So back to the process, uh, once you have sent your letters out, then you have to look on their website to see what their applications, when do their applications go out? And let me tell you about the application process. It's tough because once their applications are done, they're done and you can't get one. So you have to look at the dates on the website. When does the application goes out for these schools? Put it in your calendar. And as soon as they go out, you want to call so that you can get one. Once you get your applications, you got to fill those applications out and you have to be authentic. Uh, a lot of you parents out there, I know what you'll do. You'll put that your child is perfect and they're doing everything right and they have nothing to work on. Major fail and major deduction. Don't do that to your child. None of our children are perfect and they are all working on something. Remember what I said about these applications. Being authentic is really, really important. When my son applied to private school after nursery school. The nursery school and private school application for New York City is pretty much the same. It's very intense. I was very honest about Jackson was not reading at that time fully. And you know what? Boys are a little bit different than girls. So it's very rare that boys are reading before girls. And, and, and people could beg to differ on this, but I've, I've seen it a lot. And it's fine. And I was very honest and candid about that. And I remember the admission officer saying to me, Thank you for being candid and honest because a lot of parents come in here and into these schools and their kids is perfect and they're this and they're that. And then when we sit down with them and we sit down with the child individually, we see something totally different. So you're doing your child a disservice by not being honest and not being candid about where they are. You know, they will ask you on these applications, what is so-and-so great at? And where do you think your child is struggling in what subject? Be honest, be candid. You can't lose doing that. Once you've filled out your application, make copies of everything. And when you send your application, please either send it certified mail or FedEx or USPS where something can be signed for and it could be proven that it was sent. You always want to keep those receipts. Um, it's important. Once you have done that, uh, the school will then call you and let you know that they received your application and whether or not have you done a tour date. And if you have not done a tour date, they will set one up. Once one is set up and if they are interested in meeting your child and meeting you as a family, then the admissions officer will set up a meeting with you and your mate uh, to discuss your child. This meeting is very, very important, and I'm going to tell you why it's important. You are a representation of your child. Before they even meet your child, they're meeting with you first. You have to be a parent that is not standoffish. You have to be a parent that you are not cocky and you just think that you can write a check and your child is going to get in. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It just really, it doesn't matter. They want children in there that they know is going to thrive, that's going to keep their numbers up, that's going to be successful and get into great universities. That's it. It's really that simple. So this is not about a check. 
This is about, do you fit in this community with the other families? Number two, no administrator, admissions officer, wants someone coming in with 50 questions and their needs and their wants. Uh, yes, you are going to be very candid of what your child needs and why you think maybe this institution would work. But if you come off blazing, it really comes off as you may be a problem and they don't want problems and they don't want parents that are issues or going to be issues. When you go into this interview, you have to go in with this mindset and this is the mindset that I went in, and this is how I thought about it. The entire time our daughter was in an all-girls school for 13 years is this. It's a marriage. And we know in a marriage there are ups and downs. Nothing is perfect. Neither are these institutions. They're not perfect. They're far from perfect, right? But you know when it really works and you agree, the institution agree with the parents, the one thing that we want together is we want this child to thrive. We want them to make it. We want them to be successful. We want them to be good citizens, want them to grow up to be smart, intelligent people, loving and caring and respectful people. And you want to be a part of an institution that is a representation of that. So like I said, there's many all-girls schools, there's many uh, all-boys schools, and there's many co-ed schools uh, in private schools in New York you have to just find what fits for your family and what exactly do you want. And you have to be honest with what you want. It really helps if you're going in for your meeting and you're sit down with the admissions officer is that you have your questions ready. And do not come in with 20 questions, 30 questions. Come in with your top 10 questions. Come in with three concerns that you may have because then it shows you're really invested. And also... Coming with the attitude is, we're a team, and I know that I'm coming in as a parent, but I'm not the educator. And sometimes as parents, you have to step back and allow the educators to be the educators. That's why you want your children to go to these types of institutions, because you know that there is something there that they are going to get that they can take out into the real world and actually use it. So please, 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 the biggest mistake that you can make is going in there and you are not prepared and going in there not with open ears because you are also there to listen. You are there to listen to that admissions officer of what she thinks of the family, what she thinks that maybe your child needs. Because listen, that administrator already has your child's report from nursery school. So they kind of have an idea of what your child is bringing. The reason why they're interviewing you because they want to see what you're bringing, okay? So be very mindful of that. Uh, all I can tell you is they've been doing this for years. They see hundreds of families throughout the year. So you have to understand they are onto this. So if you're not coming there being authentic, they will see right through, through you. So please remember that that more than anything, be yourself. You understand if you are a parent coming in there and you guys are divorced, do not lie and say we are together. You're doing your child and yourself a disservice. Be honest about your or family arrangements. It's really important. I, got, I can't stress to you, these institutions are not there to really be in your business, but they're there to know what is this child's home life like. 
They are not going to get to know that child the right way if you are holding things back. Okay, so please be honest and be candid. You will always win. You cannot lose being honest and candid of what your, your relationship status is like. I've seen families do it. We're just going to tell them that we're married. It doesn't work because guess what? They interview the child. They sit down with the child and the child is spilling the beans and then you look crazy. So don't do that. Don't make your child look crazy. Don't make yourself look crazy. Be authentic. Be real. Uh, you're not the only families that out there that got something going on. They see all types of families. Okay? Once you've had your interview and you've gone through this process, the final process of this part of the journey would be your child's play date. And usually it's a group play date with other children who's applying, about six to eight kids. And they don't allow the parents to come up to watch the children. They are there with two teachers where the teachers will then observe your child on how they interact with each other. Parents, if your child is having a meltdown, it's okay. They're with people that they don't know. They're with children that they don't know. They are in an environment that they're not familiar with. Stop loading them up with apple juice and a bunch of candy and you think that it's going to work. It's not because it's going to make them have a meltdown. You have to allow them to have the same breakfast that they would have every day. You have to act like it's just another day and they're going on a play date with some new friends. Don't make it a big deal. If you make it a big deal, they're going to crash and burn. I have seen it happen. I'm telling you, I'm speaking from experience and I'm sharing you what worked with us and what did not work with us. And keeping a journal about this for 13 years, I got to tell you, I know how it goes. Okay? Do yourself a, a favor. Feed that child what you've been feeding that child and do not do anything different. Do not coach your child to act this way, to say this, to say that. They will get stressed out and they will clam up and will not remember anything. Don't do it. It's just a regular day where they're going to meet some new people. That's it. There is so much information that I have to give you and I have to give it to you in doses because it will become, it will be very overwhelming. I was overwhelmed when I was going through this process. I think what helped me is journaling about it the entire time. That was the best thing that I could have done. And I'm glad that I've done it because who would have thought, you know, my daughter 22 years later would be graduating from college. It seemed like it took forever, but it really went by so fast. Um, I'm here to answer any questions you parents may have. Please email me at Andrea P jackson.com. You can inbox me all of your questions. That's the only way that you can reach me. That is the only way I'm going to see your questions. If you need any more advice, that is where you can reach me at andreapjackson.com. Please stay tuned because there's going to be several podcasts for the next two weeks about the journey through private school, what it was like for me, what type of letters did I write for my daughter and my son? How did I get them in? How did I keep them in? It's not easy. I got to tell you, it's very challenging. But one thing I will say, having my daughter being a part of this institution for 13 years when college time came, although you will have your challenges in college, it was pretty much a breeze for Brie because they gave her all the tools that she needed to thrive. Please follow me on Instagram at Andrea P. Jackson underscore. And my Twitter is Andrea P. Jackson underscore. Please stay tuned for more 
Hedge Fund to Happiness. And the next topic, we're still going to be talking about private schools in New York City. How did this black mom from Southside Jamaica get her kids there and graduate?